Welcome to the Soul Tending Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Janya Wongsopha. I am an evolutionary astrology student, an embodiment teacher, and a soul guide. This is an astrology forecast for Monday, March 7th to Sunday, March 13th of 2022. Well, it rained last Friday thanks to the new moon in Pisces, which mobilized the water element in the Bay Area of Northern California where I live. My heart was full of gratitude. We have been in a warm and dry weather for the last couple of months. I am hoping that this Pisces season brings us more rain to soothe us physically and energetically. We have been feeling this pent-up heat that needs to be released like a big cry. Ah, So I am in the process of that. I am also not one who shies away from bringing up heavy or scary subjects to be crying about. Ignoring the elephant in the room only serves those who put it there. So let's just take this moment to acknowledge that going from a global pandemic to a possible nuclear war initiated by Russia is beyond, beyond a nightmare. Though my physical or more external life hasn't been at all difficult, I am very much triggered by the oppressive force and it weighs heavily in my heart and psyche. I am feeling the overwhelming amount of the collective suffering, not just human, but also ecological. Wartime invokes the flight, fight, flee, and even fawn responses. Finland is now seriously considering joining NATO. This is an expression of fawning, which is a totally normal and healthy reaction, you know, to try to uh, befriend uh, someone who can protect us. However, the hyper-sympathetic state where we feel overwhelmed by the survival mode also suppresses our creative force. Much of the mainstream news are focusing on the shortage of oil and gas and the price increase instead of reducing our dependence on them and increasing more renewable energy production in place of the dwindling precious collective resources. I hope today's podcast episode supports your nervous system and offers way for us to connect to our creative and regenerative power. We are all global citizens at this point, thanks to the World Wide Web. 
of the internet technologies, the butterfly effect is more apparent than ever. As we inform ourselves through global news and networks in this initiation phase of Aquarius age and connect more broadly with each other, we need to also share what we can do now for the betterment of our collective future. Individuals' stories help us realize both our commonalities and our unique qualities. And for this, I have the internet to be grateful for. If you have been feeling the intense pain and suffering that your fellow global citizens are experiencing and wondering how you can help at the energetic and soul level, then healing your own emotional trauma is the key. So let's cultivate emotional resilience for ourselves and each other. This week's sky renders more spaciousness for the soul to process the emotional intensity of last week's planetary energies. But of course, the process of integration itself is intense. As I am preparing for this week's astrology, the Russian invasion of Ukraine is intensifying. The war began on February 24th when Mercury in Aquarius square Uranus in Taurus occurred, the most challenging transit of that week. I delineated the aspect this way. Quote, Mercury in Aquarius square Uranus in Taurus is an impasse. Both Aquarius and Taurus are fixed energy. In addition, Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury, which pushes the mind to its limit. We feel stuck because we think that we don't have the power to trump the powers that be. Unquote. Uranus is our trauma signature, long-term memory that can block our capacity for new learning, but can also help us cope with the current challenge and integrate its lesson in life affirming ways. Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius and represents the bigger mind or the transpersonal awareness. Mercury represents the small mind or the personal awareness. For those of us experiencing intergenerational trauma, the oppressive or traumatic effects of a historical event, meditation and regression therapy are effective in healing the long-term trauma. This week's sky brings us the continuation of these energies to be digested, integrated, and transformed. In astrology, a square aspect is an archetype of self-awareness. It is a fighting or struggling aspect that summons inner strength. The need to defend what is most precious brings forth the life force 
which fortifies not just ourselves but also our comrades. The more we are aware of our powerful energy in motion or emotion, the more we can develop and use it for and not against life with the capital L. Non-violent means are effective in correcting and rooting out a long-term or chronic violence. However, it is often ineffective against present imminent threat. Self-defense is necessary in an acute situation where an aggressor is aiming for physical destruction. Standing up for ourselves or fighting for our lives can buy us time to live long enough to discern the unmet need underlying bullying behaviors. In martial arts, practitioners consciously engage. To consciously defend ourselves is to develop physical, mental, and spiritual skills that allow us to fight for our existence without turning into a bully ourselves. Morihei Ueshiba, a Japanese martial artist and founder of Aikido, said, quote, if we overcome those enemies that attack us from within, we can attain a true victory over any attack from without, unquote. Throughout last week, I practiced conscious breathing and the Kapalabhati Pranayama to clear my mind and strengthen my heart and gut. I also met up with a group of friends last Sunday to cultivate conscious connection and support one another at this transformative time. We stood around a bonfire under the waning crescent moon in Aquarius and howled together at the end of our circle ceremony. I sent my strength to those fighting and fleeing for their lives in Ukraine. I reflected on ways I could offer my breath and life force for their benefit through my voice. I reread what I wrote about Mercury Square Uranus transit, which coincided with the beginning of the war and meditated on this particular statement. Quote, Mercury in Aquarius Square Uranus in Taurus transit is a dare to overcome our physical impoverishment and to realize our capacity to breathe, connect with others, voice ideas, and work with the community, unquote. It helped me stay in my power. I felt the audacity and the invincibility of the Ukrainian people who would not back down despite the imminent danger. Mercury this week is still in Aquarius. 
Mercury square, the lunar nodes, occurs at the beginning of the week on Monday. Uranus is occupying Taurus where the north node is. The moon is also in Taurus sandwiched between Mercury and Uranus. It's an intensely emotional transit and a reminder that war is human trauma. The moon connects to the people. The nodes of the moon connect to the mode that a human soul, which connects to all souls, is operating. War is both a source of collective human trauma and a result of individual traumatic memory through repetitive action. When a war occurs, the collective trauma also shows up to be seen, heard, examined, processed, and healed by the individuals so that we can eventually release and express ourselves through more holistic action. War is an archetype, an aspect of ourselves that initiates separation and fights with other aspects of the psyche. Vladimir Putin can be seen as an archetype for our collective traumatic memory of warring or separateness. In the article, The Archetypal Roots of War, Understanding the Pattern in Our Minds May Lead to an End to War, the psychological counselor Virginia Hoyt wrote, quote, We must face the nature of humankind realistically and accept that aggression is as innate and instinctive as hunger or sex, unquote. Now, Jungian psychology or depth psychology sees and teaches that Aggression and tendencies for violence is part of the unconscious, personal and collective unconscious. Furthermore, Hoyt stated, quote, as with individuals, so with nations, the society that dares to admit its own complexity light and darkness has a far better chance of finding effective answers to its internal problems. Its people begin to know how to ask the right questions and to actually see what they have blindfolded themselves to previously. A quick way for a person or group to take a peek at their own shadow, short of asking a mate or a partner to talk about it in all gentleness, is to imagine who or what bugs them the most. List the qualities that make those quote-unquote others so despicable. Without fail, the list will contain a totally of at least some of their own more persistent shadow qualities. We as a nation, therefore, need to ask, quote-unquote, what do we find most 
despicable in the USSR. And then seek to discover where we might be doing some of the same things. In parentheses, in Latin America, to our minority groups, obviously in a world bristling with nuclear arms, the Russians, the Catholics, and Protestants in Ireland, the Israelis and the Arabs, the Iranians and the Iraqis also need to be doing the same exercise, unquote. Emotion is the force of conscious evolution. When the emotional trauma is fixed in the body, we experience the long-term memory in the mind. The gravity of the past keeps pulling the soul backward. It can take a long time, many lifetimes, for the soul to evolve and the consciousness to expand. The collective consciousness has evolved due to its ability to learn from the past wars, integrate the lessons from history, and make more conscious and holistic choices when faced with a similar situation. In contrast, perhaps Putin's emotional awareness has not evolved since World War II, unfortunately. While the rest of the world is in protests of his war. When one does not process their emotion, one cannot learn from the past nor move toward a better future. They are bound to repeat the past, the same old calamitous drama on themselves and or those they perceive to be the cause of their trauma. The famed dog whisperer Caesar Milan wrote in his blog about a cornered dog who would fight ferociously even though it is full of fear. He suggested, quote, a fearful dog does not need comforting and definitely does not need the human sharing in that fear. A fearful dog needs a calm, assertive leader, unquote. This concept is deeply grounding at this time when the thought of war and invasion triggers personal and collective long-term trauma to be seen, examined, and processed. We need to give ourselves and each other a calm mental container for the emotional trauma pattern to transform from fighting to surrendering. At the end of this week on Sunday, the sun will conjunct Neptune in Pisces. Pisces connects to human suffering due to separation between the soul and spirit, between the heart and the mind. This separation keeps us in alienation. We are a refugee of our internal war. War is the cause of separation and a result of separation. War tears families apart as as young and capable men are sent to fight and women, elders, and children flee the country. War creates refugees. 
at all levels. Sun conjunct Neptune brings collective suffering to the forefront of the psyche. This week's theme, emotional resilience, speaks to our compassionate instinct. It is a call for us to get highly curious about personal and collective emotional history. There are now ex-refugees in Europe who open their hearts and homes to the refugees from Ukraine. Our traumatic history heightens our compassionate instinct toward those who suffer the similar fate. The Sun-Neptune conjunction invites us to face the hurt and pain or the violence within our personal and collective unconscious and calmly assert our leadership in transforming our trauma into dharma that is life, meaning, and purpose. This is the time to put down our energetic arms, drop our psychological weapons, and quit building emotional walls so we don't have to physically fight to separate ourselves from other humans or the rest of nature. As we free our soul from the emotional prison, we can liberate the mind and reach the state of union where spirit pours forth via the natural flow of life that is emotional resilience. Now let's take a closer look at each of the important transits of this week. On Monday, March 7th, Mercury in 26 degree Aquarius square lunar nodes at 4.11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mercury is making a T-square to the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio. This, this transit represents our capacity to invoke the Mercury in Aquarius archetype, which relates to the mental agility and communication mastery. The South Node represents the past, the repetitive pattern and the repressive emotion. The South Node in Scorpio represents the psychological shadow and the journey to the underworld. Fear of the unknown is excruciating for most of us. We feel more comfort in the past familiar experience. When we are emotionally fixated on the past suffering, we can become addicted to pain. We actually want it to remain. Peaceful times can intensify pessimism for those who live in the pain consciousness as they anticipate more of the same suffering again. The North Node and the South Node are meant to balance one another. Mercury in Aquarius, square the lunar nodes, is an invitation to get 
curious about our past and repetitive emotional patterns, which healing tool, psychological therapy, and spiritual philosophy do we need to learn and practice in order to unblock the trapped emotion, revolutionize the consciousness, and integrate the heart and mind. The medicine of this transit is to look forward or toward the future and evolve past the pain consciousness in order to expand the awareness and perceive sacredness in all things. The North Node in Taurus represents the soul's desire to experience the divine in the mundane world, taking long walks in nature, admiring the surrounding, eating fresh, colorful, and delicious meals, enjoying sweet conversations with friends, decorating the home with natural objects so we can feel all the good things awaiting us after a long day at work, are ways we can cultivate grace, beauty, and sensual pleasure fortify our body and soul. The last time the North Node was in Taurus was April 15th of 2003 to December 26th of 2004. So think back to that time. Was it a difficult year for you? Has your struggle been released or overcome since then? Has the experience changed your perception and expand your awareness? Do you have the skills to self-regulate your emotions? Are you learning or practicing any healing technique, psychological therapy, and spiritual philosophy right now? Does your life feel richer with meaning and fuller of psychological abundance now even if you don't own more things than before? Emotional resilience is the result of a number of skills we develop to self-regulate our emotions. PositivePsychology.com offers six most useful emotional regulation skills for adults. One, self-awareness. Noticing and naming the current feeling in the body and mood that is controlling the mind right now. Two, mindful awareness. Witnessing all experiences as they are, such as thoughts, thought patterns, breath, and body movement. 3. Cognitive reappraisal, mental reframing, thought replacement, or situational role reversals. 4. Adaptability, cultivating the ability to change with changes. 5. Self-compassion, giving ourselves time and space to appreciate our unique talents and creativity as well as our virtues. Six, emotional support, 
practicing self-soothing such as taking a warm bath, listening to soft music and doing breath work as well as seeking professional health and developing strong friendship and family bond. Learning to be alone and enjoying our own company in the presence of the source Anywhere we find ourselves in is the foundation for relating. Mercury in Aquarius Square Lunar Nodes is about learning to be in love with our body and sensuality as well as with humanity through shared resources. This transit invokes our capacity for recognizing the precious value in all things. Mutual respect is the result of our connection with the heart of the matter, where grace and ease can be found via mutual respect. When we learn to live in reverence, we experience the emotional resilience that is our elegant soul. On Mercury Day, Wednesday, March 9th, Mercury enters Pisces at 5.32 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mercury's ingress into Pisces personifies the divine nature through imagination, dream, and compassionate and nonviolent communication. Mercury relates to the mind's ability to distinguish, divide, and separate. In Pisces, Mercury shifts from linear mindset to nonlinear thinking, where interdependence is at the forefront of awareness and true creative solution can be reached. We all have needs and values that sustain and enrich our lives. When our needs are met and we are living according to our values, we feel safe and supported. We are able to be vulnerable and connect with each other compassionately. According to the Center for Nonviolent Communication or CNVC.org, nonviolent communication consists of two parts. One is empathy or receiving from the heart and two is honesty or giving from the heart. A great practice at this time is rooting in the heartfelt intention as we communicate with others and learn from one another. With Mercury joining Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces, the mutable water element of Pisces which connects to the emotion and intuition can overwhelm the mental body and rational or linear thinking. While it is supportive at this time to soften the mind, expand the heart, and connect to the divine vision, we also need to be practical and addressed the mundane concerns happening in the body and on earth. This is where true leadership 
comes in. We need to make concrete choices and clearly communicate our needs by requesting pertinent and proper help. While the four planets are in the watery sign of Pisces, the North Nodes and Uranus are also in the yin sign of Taurus. In addition, the South Node is in the water sign Scorpio and Pluto is in the Earth sign Capricorn. There is a lot of feminine energy in the heavenly body that nurtures interconnectedness, hope, faith, and invincibility. That can be a great potential for soul evolution at this time because a soul evolves through emotional integration. A great reminder from the Hopi people who embody emotional resilience expressed through this quote, don't be afraid to cry. It will free your mind of sorrowful thoughts, unquote. The feminine power rises and falls, cycles and spirals, broken yet wholly connected and fully formed and always resiliently returns every soul home to the cosmic black holes or the wombs of creation. So don't be afraid to dive into the dark, to the unknown, and don't be afraid to face the suffering and cry from the deep well of unconditional love within and all around. On Jupiter Day, Thursday, March 10th, we have the first quarter moon at 2.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Sun in Pisces, square moon in Gemini gives us this waxing half moon or first quarter moon. This transit correlates to the increased awareness for all the things we need to do and get done, yet we don't quite know how to do them yet as it is the first time we are aware of them. While the sun in Pisces highlights expansive emotion and collective suffering to be processed, the moon in Gemini speeds our thoughts and nerves. The more we are aware of our inner conflict, the better we can relate to the outer conflict and reframe our mindset to look at the situation from a more advantageous angle. The new and more expansive perspective supports us in taking initial steps toward manifesting our soul desire. Lastly, on Sunday, March 13th, Sun in 23 degree Pisces conjunct Neptune in 23 degree Pisces at 4.42 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. A conjunction contains the two opposing archetypal energies of culmination or ending and beginning or new possibilities. 
This transit underlines our highest capacity for learning from the past and emptying out psychological content to receive new learning. In Pisces, Sun and Neptune blend their personalities to achieve greater awareness of the unconscious psychological content within both an individual and the collective. This process gives rise to greater compassion and connection to the ultimate reality underlying the conscious and subconscious states. Sun in Pisces attunes to intuition where self-expression collaborates with imagination and dream. Emotional state is the collective flow that propels action and reaction. Emotion is creation. The stronger the feeling, the greater the force behind the action, and the more solid or physical and long-lasting its expression. Creative imagination and dreaming are the womb of creation. The Piscean water is like the amniotic fluid in the womb that enables the exchange of nutrients, water, and biochemical products between the creator and the created, the mother and the fetus. The greatest gift of Sun Neptune in Pisces is the divine wisdom filled with infinite compassion, unconditional love, and complete invincibility that transform the ego from self-centeredness to selflessness. The experience of oneness is an activation of the crown chakra. It's akin to the process of kundalini rising. The effect of Kundalini awakening includes feelings of blissfulness, enhanced psychic abilities, more compassion and empathy, increased creativity, and increased spiritual connection. Signs and symptoms of an awakening include experiences of heightened awareness of intuition, a deep sense of purpose and destiny, an urge to make life changes and physical and emotional changes that may cause sleep disturbances, anxiety, surges of energy and chronic tics and tremors leading up to an acute physical shaking. In order to experience the powerful spiritual experience, one needs to become a strong vessel for the powerful feeling to move through the body and mind. In other words, we need emotional resiliency. We need to make space for all of our feelings to flow. The more traumatic, fixed, or stuck the feeling, the more time and space we need to be alone to process the emotion and allow it to be fully felt, seen, released, and transformed. 
When a trauma is healed, our soul evolves and our consciousness expands. We gain wisdom. The same upsetting conditions, situations, things, and people no longer control our feeling or the autonomic nervous system. The old reactive patterns of fight, flight, freeze, and fawn are integrated and no longer hold the power over our mind and the somatic nervous system. We can express ourselves from a place of joy, generosity, and creativity, which are the archetypal qualities of the sun. Sun conjunct Neptune in Pisces correlate to our soul desire to decondition itself from a constricted and fearful ego who either identifies itself with an outer authority and aligns with the outer reality or imprisons itself to toxic individualism who only aligns with the inner reality. Physical and emotional purification via turning the mind inward to align with the inner reality, however, is the path toward the holistic reality that is the soul's ultimate reality of divine nature immersing in nature and living in alignment with the natural cycle, meditation, yoga, shamanic healing, energy healing, depth psychotherapy, and regression therapy are some of the powerful practices we can utilize for emotional integration and psychological deconditioning. Pisces is the last sign in the zodiac wheel. It is the ultimate integration and the most powerful reality. It is like expanding our awareness from first believing that Earth or our ego is the center of the universe to realizing that the sun or the light of consciousness is the center of the solar system where earth encircles and finally seeing that actually it's the black holes and the countless solar systems that orbit around them are the center. To know ourselves is to pick a point of existence and relate ourselves from that point. We are essentially pointless without relatedness. Pisces is the most subtle and powerful emotional energy of connectedness. When we awaken to our nothingness, we wake up to the truth that we are everyone and everything. Disintegration is ultimately the union of anima and animus, yin and yang, feminine and masculine, body and mind, soul and spirit, Neptune and sun. The spiritual avatars or God, 
the union of duality, the Tao and the ultimate reality in human forms, express innate androgyny through their personalities, words and actions. Cultivating the divine yin, Neptune, leads to emotional sensitivity, graciousness, and intuitive awareness or divine will. Nurturing the divine yang, sun, brings forth purposeful action, creative expression, and ego consciousness or personal will. The divine yin-yang is within our robust and resilient soul while we can both unravel and reweave the spirit. Thank you for meditating on this week's astrology and tending to the personal and collective soul with me. I am happy to announce that for those of you who are not my Patreon member and would like to practice yoga and embodiment with me, you can now purchase seasonal classes, workshops, and hopefully in-person retreats in the future via my website. This is an emotionally intense time. We need to do what we can to strengthen our body and mind as well as our emotional bond in order to face the challenges of the evolutionary leap. I hope this week's share support you in learning how to harvest your personal powerful emotional energy, unblock the kundalini and unlock the meaning and purpose of your current transit on earth and in the cosmos. I love you and wish you much grace and many blessings from the wise, generous and meaningful universe. Please stay well and stay in touch. <laughs>